It's Friday, May 19th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Leaders of the world's most powerful democracies gathered Thursday for Group of Seven meetings in Hiroshima, with Russia's invasion of Ukraine high on the agenda for a summit convened in the shadow of the world's first atomic bomb attack. The G7 nations, which officials have said reached new levels of cooperation more than a year into Russia's brutal war, were set to unveil a new round of sanctions against Moscow when the summit officially opens today, as well as announced that they could redouble their efforts to enforce existing sanctions meant to stifle Russia's war effort and punish those behind it, a U.S. official said. The U.S. component of the actions would blacklist about 70 Russian and third-country entities involved in Russia's defense production and sanction more than 300 individuals, entities, aircraft, and vessels. The official added that the other nations in the group would undertake similar steps to further isolate Russia and to undermine its ability to wage war in Ukraine. In other news, the Supreme Court on Thursday sided with Google, Twitter, and Facebook in lawsuits seeking to hold them liable for terrorist attacks. However, the justices sidestepped the big issue hovering over the cases, the federal law that shields social media companies from being sued over content posted by users. The justices unanimously rejected a lawsuit alleging that the companies allowed their platforms to be used to aid and abet an attack at a Turkish nightclub that killed 39 people in 2017. The high court initially took up the Google case to decide whether the company's legal shield for the social media posts of others, contained in a 1996 law known as Section 230, is too broad. The outcome is a victory for the tech industry, which predicted havoc on the internet if Google lost, but the high court remains free to take up the issue in a later case. Around the world, thousands of Israelis marched through Jerusalem on Thursday to celebrate Israel's capture of East Jerusalem in 1967, a contentious annual event known as Jerusalem Day that regularly stirs tensions with Palestinians who see it as a provocation. Large crowds of Israelis, many of them from ultra-nationalist groups, walked through the old city toward the Western Wall, a remnant of an ancient retaining structure that once surrounded the holiest site in Judaism, the Temple Mount. Israeli officials say the parade is a largely peaceful and festive event marred by only a small minority of participants. Back in the U.S., The flight from urban areas that took place during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic either reversed or slowed in its second year, as metropolitan areas in Texas and Florida boomed last year and declines in New York and Los Angeles were halved, according to new estimates from the U.S. Census Bureau. During the first full year of the pandemic in 2021, more than half of the 20 largest U.S. metro areas lost residents and all U.S. metro areas grew by just 0.1%, as fear of the virus sent residents fleeing the most densely populated urban areas and the popularity of remote work allowed people to live far from their workplaces. By comparison, only 8 of the 20 largest metro areas decreased in 2022, and the growth rate for all U.S. metros was 0.4%. Among the largest U.S. metros that had gains in 2022, After experiencing losses in 2021 were Washington, Miami-Fort Lauderdale, Seattle, Minneapolis, and San Diego. 
The Dallas-Fort Worth area grew the most among U.S. metros as it gained another 170,000 residents last year. And a nine-mile stretch of Florida in an unspoiled natural setting alongside the Gulf of Mexico is the nation's best beach for 2023, according to the annual ranking released Thursday by the university professor known as Dr. Beach. The state park on St. George Island just off the Florida Panhandle drew the top honor from Stephen Leatherman, a professor in the Department of Earth and Environment at Florida International University. This year's top 10 list marks the 33rd year Leatherman has rated the best of America's 650 public beaches around Memorial Day, the traditional start of summer. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.